It's Monday. It's April 29th. And the word of the day is Zymelolanya, which means the urge to stare at women who are sitting with crossed legs. What? Used in a sentence. You guys see that boring woman over there showing off her vagina? Wait for it. And... Mmm, Zymelolanya. I'm envious of the genders that don't need an entire dictionary to keep track of their varieties of creepiness. <laughs> two votes. Just ours. Two votes. I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Twitter finds out the Nazis were calling from inside the government. Eli will misunderstand the assignment and think the Avengers came out as a news story. <laughs> and Sophocles and Freud have nothing to do with my adoration of Liz Warren. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, let's go ahead and settle this right now. Who wins the Avengers Endgame Kumite? I've got my money on Rocket, Heath. Oh, you're damn right he does. Oh, Scrappy little fella. He would be scrappy. Yeah. He's got attitude. In our lead story tonight, in his ongoing effort to prove he never obstructed justice, Trump obstructed justice last week by urging White House aides to ignore congressional subpoenas. Feeling that perhaps Mueller would like to get a head start on the sequel, Trump spent the week following the release of 90% of the long-awaited report vowing to fight every congressional subpoena of anybody who ever has, does, or might work for him, urging the Treasury Department to ignore legal obligations to assist in congressional oversight, and suing Congress based on an 1880 Supreme Court decision that was overturned 100 years ago. He did. On account of all the innocents. That's why he did it, you see. Yeah. That conversation definitely started with Trump being like, all right, well, I feel like that Dred Scott decision applies here somehow, right? <laughs> no? Fine, move ahead a little. I like just a little, a little though. A little. I like just the eight stuff from the 18s. They were crushing it in the 18s. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He did. He is a big fan of that court. Yeah, uh, okay. 80, I feel like that's reconstruction. Uh, fine, fine. All right. So the good news is that there's literally no question that everything congressional Democrats are doing is well within their legal bounds and even their legal mandate, but... Good news can no longer exist on its own. So the bad news is that courts are slow, right? Any dispute between Congress and the executive branch has a high chance of winding up at the Supreme Court, regardless of how meritless it might be. And even if the Trump pack court doesn't side with him, all this naked obstructionism could still run out the clock on congressional subpoenas, which automatically expire once a new Congress is seated. On the bright side, you know, it never expires. Killing and eating your oppressors. Always an option. Very little waiting. None if you don't cook them. Well, I, I feel like, look, if, if if one of your oppressors is Donald Trump, he is way past the expiration date. So I don't know if That's I agree fair. with you uh, entirely. Um, and look, a, a lot of people accuse me of being naively optimistic when I say this, but I feel like the one thing that could really sway Trump voters, at least some of them, is actually seeing his aides testify to the shit he did. In congressional hearings. <laughs> no illusions, you stargazer. <laughs> yeah, right, right. No, if anybody's naive, optimistic. <laughs> but, but so, but here's the thing, though. I know enough Trump supporters. I live in fucking Georgia, right? And they still hide, a lot of them hide behind the fake news narrative whenever they're confronted by this really egregious shit, right? Seeing his actual aides actually say, yeah, he asked me to do X, but that's illegal as fuck, so I didn't, might actually move the needle. And we don't need to move it much. Right now, and, and, and whether or not I'm right, 
Schmuckle Orange certainly seems to think I am. Plus, we get to do a Tyler sketch where he testifies. That'll be fun. Yeah, no, that'd be good. <laughs> and regardless of all that, everyone needs to read the new book about how Trump's <laughs> the biggest, fattest golf cheater ever yes. in the history of the sport <laughs> yes. of golf. Commander in Cheat, I think it's called. It just came out like earlier this month. He claims to have a 2.8 handicap, by the oh, way, in golf. Oh, fuck you. That's better than Jesus. Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods <laughs> over their professional careers. And he drives his goddamn cart on the green. <laughs> like, that alone Hitler. should be grounds for impeachment, right? <laughs> fuck. He's just doing donuts on the green. <laughs> he does, though. Yeah, I mean, I gotta admit, Noah, I'm not convinced that anything can move a current Trump supporter, but I do agree with Heath. The books are just getting better and better with every new revelation, right? Like, whoever does the 2150 AD version of Citation Needed is going to have an awesome essay about yeah, this president. Right, that'll be a long-ass <laughs> article. Okay, now, we did get one potentially hopeful nugget uh, on this story over the weekend. Among the many investigations Trump is currently trying to curtail is one where Elijah Cummings wants to know how Jared Kushner got a security clearance despite taking out an ad on Craigslist offering one free state secret if you buy three at regular <laughs> price. So, Cummings, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, issues a subpoena to Carl Klein, the former White House Personnel Security Director, and Trump, fresh off his we're going to block all the subpoenas tirade, puts his foot down. But luckily, his feet are proportionate to his tiny little hands because now Klein is going to testify anyway. You guys think he thinks he's king? I'm like 24 yeah. percent sure mm. he thinks he's king. Yeah, no. Well, he certainly thought Obama was one. So, yeah, that's what he was running for. So apparently what happened is that somebody sat down Trump and explained that everyone else in the world is smarter than him and can thus go through a congressional testimony, even with guilty knowledge, and still not spill the beans, lie in a legally actionable way or blurt out, I fired Comey because he was going to find the P tapes. <laughs> Klein did that too? Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, so they agreed that Klein could testify before the committee as long as nobody asked any questions about any of the stuff that they're calling him to testify <laughs> because of. So we're getting that, and that feels like a win right now. And speaking of depression, let's talk about Eli's inevitable death with a quick word from our first sponsor this week, Policy Genius. Spring at last. You yes. got that right. Oh, yeah. Time for some barbecue. Time for hiking. Yep. And getting that much closer to death. Uh, huh? Wait, what? As the seasons changed, I'm reminded that death waits for us all. And just as new life blooms through the dead leaves of yesteryear, so too will I die. Okay. But thanks to Policy Genius, I don't have to worry about my loved ones when it happens. This is... Super, super weird. Policy Genius is the easy way to buy life insurance online. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. No commissions, no hidden fees, just financial protection and peace of mind. No strings attached. And Policy Genius doesn't just simplify life insurance. They also make it easy to compare and buy home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. All the misfortunes the world will inevitably lay at your feet are ameliorated by Policy Genius. So, it's weird that you know that word, ameliorated. So next time you stop to smell the roses, pull out your phone and head to PolicyGenius.com. Policy Genius. Spring is here. Kick it off by nipping life insurance in the bud. 
friend, and you don't know Jack News. If you've been on Twitter or in a synagogue lately, you might find yourself asking, where the heck did all these Nazis come from? Oh, God. And why isn't anyone doing anything about them? Well, uh, we actually got a little insight into the answer this week, and yes, it is because of powerful racists. We, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, it's not like the heads of social media websites get to have personal meetings this week with the President of the United States. No, wait, it's worse. It's yeah. only the one who's been accused of being a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> Just Jack Dorsey. Just I'm not him. convinced he's a Nazi, but... Uh, that's a really weird bullet point on a resume is <laughs> yeah. I'm not convinced he's a Nazi. Right, right. Like, yeah, exactly. As soon as one can honestly formulate a paragraph as fact X, fact Y, I'm not convinced he's a Nazi, but that's time to push the panic button, I think. <laughs> so according to Motherboard, at an all-hands meeting at Twitter this week, Twitter's, like, one remaining sane employee got up to the mic and was like, hey, why... Has our platform failed so spectacularly at handling the growth and spread of white supremacy since we did an incredibly good job in scrubbing ISIS from our website? To which an executive responded, we follow the law. Yeah, okay. I mean, Eli does plenty of stuff that they, quote, technically have to let you do. That doesn't mean it's the right thing. Yeah. It's never the right thing, in fact. So, yeah, that... That's not a great response to the question of why we aren't stopping the mass shooters from being radicalized on our website. But luckily, one of the tech employees had a slightly more in-depth, if not more cheerful, answer. The employee explained that putting content filters in place for white supremacy the way they did for ISIS would accidentally result in the deletion and suspension of the accounts of several Republican lawmakers <laughs> and... That's not a trade the company is willing to make. It wouldn't be accidental <laughs> if hey, we did that. Uh, Twitter, I think we got you covered. We made a platform just for Steve King. It's uh, <laughs> it's right here between this rope and this rancor. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unlike ISIS, racism is one of our major political parties. Yeah, and, and look, when you can say of a political party... Fact X, fact Y, I'm not convinced they're the Nazi party, but... <laughs> now, to be fair, Twitter has responded to this article and they have said that this is not how they make their policy. But doesn't that by necessity mean that their argument is that they are just racists? And, and I mean, to that <laughs> argument's credit, Jack Dorsey has done literally everything possible to communicate that he's a racist short of tweeting hey everybody i'm a racist so it could also be that i want to give twitter their due could also be that yeah i mean the government has to keep letting bigots and everyone else talk in public spaces and i think it's very important that we all remember why that's important but Twitter does not have to do that. They can no. not do that if they want. Yeah, like how far have you fallen from intent when you're using the First Amendment argument to say that a private space has to protect the racist speech of the government? Of specific <laughs> members, yeah. Either way, I think this news story sort of communicates two very important things that we all need to keep in mind. One, Twitter now absolutely admits that it has and could solve its problem, but won't. And two, one of the reasons it won't, according to its own employees who want to help, is because white supremacy is an empowered and mainstream belief. And that 
matters, right? If Trump has taught us anything, it's that racism isn't four guys marching around anymore. It's the platform of a political party in power. And companies are starting to act accordingly. And we, by the way, knew, or most of us, two-thirds of us at least, knew that it wasn't four guys marching around before now. Excuse me for (laughs) not reading a newspaper between... 2001 and 2017. No. <laughs> no. No. I'm sorry. Nope. I didn't have a newspaper stamp. Zero votes. You need one to <laughs> And in off the glass ceiling, nothing but net news. Donald Trump continued playing a terrifying game of horse with, I guess, himself this week. <laughs> except instead of basketball trick shots, it's being evil in all different ways. And this latest round was a multi-format trifecta that started with appointing a creepy sexist bigot for a high-level position, or at least announcing that he was planning to do that, then tweeting about how a gaining stock market (laughs) cancels treason somehow, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and finally praising the leader of the goddamn Confederate Army on purpose, out loud, into cameras and microphones being held by journalists. Well, excuse me for standing up for our veterans, Heath Enright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not our veteran. No, actually, different country. Treasonous okay. country. Yep. A, yeah. a veteran. Is. <laughs> so. How was that Confederate stock market, though? Was he really treasonous? <laughs> it was actually, it was really bad. It was terribly bad. All right, so we'll start with Trump's new pick for a spot on the Federal Reserve Board. The president announced last week that he's, well, first he announced Herman Cain for that spot and had to take it back because he's horrible. Yeah, but then we downgraded. Yeah, we downgraded. He's planning to nominate Stephen Moore for the position now. And based on my research, Moore is apparently a... A professional misogynist as a job uh, who mm-hmm. occasionally writes about economics on the side also. And he's much better at that first thing by a he lot. Is, yeah. This includes a column he wrote for the Washington Times about the tragic oppression of white men on college campuses and how society is forcing consent upon them in a non-consensual way that Moore <laughs> finds offensive. <laughs> He also suggested that women's studies and black history programs should not exist because all lives matter. I like I only slightly paraphrased what he said. That's almost exactly what he said. On point. It is important to point out that Stephen Moore isn't an economist with some bad ideas. He's a bad idea with some economist in him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he looks like Pauly Shore's ghost got cancer. Ooh, (laughs) that's a good one. And uh, he also wrote a column for the National Review in which he claimed that there's a crisis in America because of men's wages going down. Um, I'm not sure how that would happen with a gender wage gap that doesn't exist in his mind. Right, but that's what yeah, he wrote. exactly, yeah. <laughs> According to Moore, quote, if men aren't the breadwinners, will women regard them as economically expendable? And uh, I guess he was getting close to the end of the article without any racism, so he also added the following right after that. Continuing, We saw what happened to family structure in low-income and black households when a welfare check took the place of a father's paycheck. Divorce rates go up when men lose their jobs, end quote. Low-income and black, the high-income black ones also get the welfare. Right. White people be spending money like this, but black people... 
deserve to be poor because they're racially inferior. Please put me on the Federal Reserve Board. <laughs> I mean, it's, Look at it's, this bell curve. God. It's hilarious to me how he can convince himself that his gender and race are the pinnacle of evolution, better than all the others, and simultaneously fear he could be instantly replaced by a $1,500 a month check. <laughs> right? I know my wife would kick me the fuck out. Of oh. She would murder me. She would murder me for <laughs> half of my money. A third. <laughs> and uh, a couple other fun details about Stephen Moore. He was held in contempt of court in 2013 for failing to pay... $300,000 in child support to his ex-wife. And he currently owes $75,000 in unpaid taxes to the federal government. Jesus fucking Christ. And he looks like recessive Robert Mueller. Like, <laughs> like the Fredo Corleone of the Mueller family. That's goddamn yeah, Stephen no. Moore. Yeah, exactly. And he's being put on the board of the Federal Reserve. This is like finding out that friend from your hometown who wrote you out of the blue to try to suck you into their MLM is doing so as the mayor of your hometown. <laughs> Right. Yeah. If your hometown was Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, that brings us to the second leg of Trump's evil villain horse trick. His latest reason why the Mueller report doesn't count. And this one is creative. I will admit it's creative. Yep. According to the president of the United States, you can't get impeached if the Dow Jones industrial average is doing well. Trump tweeted the following last Tuesday. Quote. You mean the stock market hit an all-time record high today and they're actually talking impeachment? No collusion, end quote. And, uh, Donnie, quick thing. Uh, I'm just curious where the line is. Like, if the Dow drops under 25,000 next month, did you collude with Russia then? <laughs> Maybe just make a list of laws and when they become active... With respect to each stock market index. So we all know how yeah, it works. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So we're all on the same page. How can I be corrupt if rich people keep getting this much richer? Come on, people. <laughs> and finally, we have the big finish of the three-part evil horse trick. As Trump was leaving the White House on Friday, he was asked by reporters to comment on Joe Biden's official campaign announcement, which included a reference to Trump's support for the so-called very fine people on both sides, during that neo-Nazi rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, that led to the murder of Heather Heyer by a white Christian terrorist. And Trump responded by saying, quote, I was talking about people that went because they felt very strongly about the monument to Robert E. Lee. Wait for it. A great general. And yeah, but then they killed that chick. Those people <laughs> that felt very strongly about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. One, the, that those people that he is imagining don't exist. There wasn't like a contingent of bothered history teachers who just like really <laughs> like General Lee. <laughs> Two, even if those people who don't exist did exist, they'd still be racist, right? If well, you, right. If you think we should keep a statue of a guy so committed to slavery that he fought a war over it, you're a racist regardless of torch possession. Or a lot chance. of my friends are going to stop you right there. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. No. So it, but it, it Herman is Cain. Real... We're going to say Herman Cain. Not helping. <laughs> but it is a real window into the darkness at the very heart of that asshole that he thought he was walking it back right here. <laughs> yep. You know, like, like he instinctively seems to know he's supposed to walk that back, but he lacks the moral compass required to even know what that would sound like. <laughs> No, I meant like militarily, the general. Ah, oh, 
Oscar. I meant Jews shouldn't replace anybody. Tell me when, <laughs> when I win. No, I like generals who didn't lose and <laughs> yeah, and who didn't betray the United States like Michael Flynn. But that's just yeah, me. Please. That's just me. <laughs> In fairness to Trump, though, uh, you got to admit, Bitcoin is up over the last few weeks. So, you know, treason and hate crimes don't count. Here we are. <laughs> 2019. Lovely. <sighs> All right. Well, on that note, we'll take one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. Keeps. Hey, podcast listener, Eli Bosnick here. You probably don't know this, but I recently had the honor of attending the retirement of one of my college professors, which meant running into lots and lots of people I knew in college. And I can tell you, losing your hair sucks. So, uh, Eli, were you like in a war? Uh, a meme war. So no. No. Right. But luckily, there's keeps. These FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to get. For five minutes now and just $1 a day, you'll never have to worry about hair loss or this conversation again. Hey, so you must be Eli's dad. Uh, my dad's dead, actually. I know. <laughs> Getting started with Keeps is so easy. Sign up takes less than five minutes. You just... Answer a few questions and snap some photos of your hair. A licensed physician will review your information online and recommend the right treatment for you. Then it's shipped right to your door every three months. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. Some of you have probably tried them before, but you've probably never gotten them for this price. Keeps is only $10 to $35 a month. Plus, now you can get your first month free. One hell of a deal for keeping your hair. Wow, Taylor, you have not aged a bit. Yeah, no, it looks like you did that for both of us, though. I did. Yeah. I oh, did. Yeah. It's like the Dorian Gray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not the short story, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen character. <laughs> to receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash skeptocrat. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash skeptocrat. That's a free month of treatment at keeps.com slash skeptocrat. Keeps. Hair today, hair tomorrow. So your job is like really stressful, I guess? I watch movies. So no. Nah. And we're back. Next up in headlines, Donald Trump paid North Korea to kill an American citizen, and he paid them well. According to a report from the Washington Post, when Otto Warmbier was returned to the U.S., comatose and six days shy of dead, the State Department was also presented with a $2 million bill for all the money that the North Korean government had to spend trying to fix all the tortury shit they did to him. And upon receiving approval from the president himself, the State Department paid it. And all the people who built Trump's casinos were like, torture a college student. Fuck, that's so simple. <laughs> you get paid for that? Ah, oh. this is the USA, damn it. We don't negotiate with terrorists. We just pay whatever they want. They just ask up front. <laughs> right. We have the money. And then usually, we yeah. slide a check back across the table instead of a counteroffer. Fuck. <laughs> so when asked about the payment... White House spokes rectangle Sarah Huckabee Sanders couldn't hear them la 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 saying, quote, we do not comment on hostage negotiations, which is why they've been so successful during this administration, end what? quote, meaning, among other things, 
that getting someone held on imaginary charges back within a week of their expiration date for two million bucks is not just successful, but so successful it merited that preemptive so. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to talk them down to one point five million, but okay, I get, I see now. We we should have held on to the check before that while we would talk to them. <laughs> Time dimension is a tricky thing. It'll get you. At this point, most Americans are more afraid of us than they are of terrorists. You see, we're beating them to the punch. That's the Yeah, secret. right. Yeah, exactly. You know, the Trump administration. Now, the best anybody from the administration has done is to say, look, yes, we paid them the two million bucks. Sometimes you have to pay the ransom. If they want to call it hospital costs, let them call it whatever they want. We don't control that. But that's way too sophisticated for the White House press office, which at this point consists of like one intern yelling fuck at Twitter and Sarah <laughs> Sanders trying to figure out how deep she has to insert things into herself before she feels human pain anymore. Deeper. But it also kicks this scandal down to the level of, you know, we paid $2 million in ransom to terrorists for a hostage they were already done killing, which would be a step up for virtually every scandal of the previous 44 presidents. Right. Even though none of them would have called their Bond villain dictator a friend that he fell in love with. Uh, Art of the deal. Nailed it. That's why we had an outsider businessman. And in Endgame news, after 22 movies, 58 plus hours, Marvel's Cinematic Universe has finally come to a close and it was fantastic. Redacted. It didn't come to a close. There's a new Spider-Man coming out in July. Nice. Doesn't, doesn't work if you. I, I love. Got a whole story based Spider-Man. on Spider-Man. Sh- there's this, your, your, your story three, is that that, that movie the, came out. Agree to, Chang, agree to disagree. What's agree to disagree. The story oh, yeah. is that a, a movie was made and that there's more coming after. <laughs> that is, that is very number much my 22 story. In yes. the as yet undefined. Nice round number. It's time to do a story about it. Thank yeah, you. exactly. Thank you. Heath gets it. So Heath hasn't seen the movie yet, so don't worry. We're not going to spoil anything about Endgame. Uh, we'll just tell you that it's it's good. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is a fantastic actor, and I, I think you get a few standing ovation-worthy moments that make the viewing experience worth it. And the, the movie-going world seems to agree. As of this morning, Endgame had shattered box office records, bringing in 1.2 billion dollars in its opening weekend jesus christ yeah and based on the relative lack of men's rights meltdowns and white genocide meltdowns i'm assuming captain marvel and black panther stop being so uppity in this one (laughs) i haven't seen it yet so or maybe those mra nazis were just busy signing up synagogue terrorists so they didn't (laughs) have time twitter yeah um and I'm already getting taken to task for this on Facebook, but counterpoint to Eli's slather of praise there. I, I It's the 13th best Marvel movie. Okay, if you 13th. thought they'd find room for a few action beats in that three-hour movie, I hope you enjoy both of them. Like, okay, this is the honest truth. I was so unresponsive to that movie that my watch told me afterwards that I'd slept with 75% efficiency from noon to 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> my watch kept giving me high heart rate notifications it kept being like you're dying you're dying and i was just like no no what does it what does it say right now on your watch i'm weeping well i mean it always <laughs> says you're dying but that's yeah well it's that's its background. default mode yeah. right yeah exactly so now that it's said and done <laughs> eli's broken watch says he's living twice a day <laughs> <laughs> 
So now that it's said and done, totally done, over, gentlemen, <laughs> let's get to it. Keeping in mind that Heath hasn't seen Endgame yet, let's see where the Infinity Saga stood. Yeah, Couple the Infinity rules. Saga is what ended. Yeah, we're only talking about the 22 in the Infinity Saga, no other movies. First up, favorite in the series, go. Oh, okay, I'm going Black Panther. Um, but I'm also going to put uh, Thor Ragnarok and Civil War right behind it. I like those two a lot. All right, all right. I, I think I, I'm going to go Civil War. I feel like that was the high. That was so good. All right, I'm going to little controversial here. Original Avengers. That was a good one. That was That's good. Right. That's right up there. Yeah, okay. I probably in my top five, maybe six. You, you had the third right. best opinion out of us. Yeah, I mean, on that one. Thank you. Okay. Bronze. So, Bronze in metal. your opinion, what was the worst movie in the Infinity Saga? I will lead us off with Iron Man three. What? what? Seriously? Okay, well, first of all, Iron Man what? 2 is objectively worse than Iron Man 3. Yes, it's oh, absolutely, close. yeah. Whiplash, those Mickey Rourke, we just... It's, <laughs> no, that's the one I meant, that one. I, that's, uh, okay, I had okay. in my thing that I was... Christ. You were so wrong that I wrote my thing. Eli, I think you're mistaken about your own opinion. <laughs> you're thinking of part two. Yeah, yeah. okay, all right, that you, makes a lot more sense. You know Iron Man 2 is about a guy who disrupted a NASCAR race briefly. <laughs> that's the one. And that's the movie. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> but uh, worst in the series for me was Ed Norton's Hulk. Definitely. Like, what? if they, they could play that movie on a screen and just have Mark Ruffalo walk out in front of the screen and say stuff, it would be drastically better. It's still bad, but way better. Oh, and I, I kind of like Ed Norton, but just I did not like that movie. Oh, I want to okay, so shop at Whole Foods with Mark Ruffalo so bad. He's the best. <laughs> right? He just forgets the bags and he rubs the back of his neck because he's sorry. <laughs> All right, so basically, I feel like you you can't go wrong with anything two except Winter Soldier here, right? Like <laughs> Thor two, Iron Man two, Guardians two, Age of Ultron, Ant Man and the Wasp, all significantly worse than Iron Man three. Yes, thank you. Um, as were Doctor Strange, Ant Man one, Thor one, The Hulk, End Game, and Captain America one. I would think I would okay. put. Yeah, it, all it right. just barely makes my top ten. I would think. Now here's here's a tricky one. Some secret gems. What movie in the series do you think was most underrated okay this is maybe controversial i'm going with age of ultron that's pretty controversial uh, yeah i mean a lot of people didn't like that one but i could listen to james spader just say mundane sentences and turn him evil all day it's delightful <laughs> he could be talking about anything it's so it's just dripping with awesome yep. robert california evil um but also honorable mention for Captain Marvel and Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, those were liked, but not liked enough. I just, I thought like the differential from like where people usually rate Ultron, which is like yeah. all the way at the bottom to where I would it's, rate it is like the biggest gap. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awful though. Well, I was going to go Iron Man 3 and I was ready to defend <laughs> it with my honor, but Eli just fucked up. Probably, if you even seen Iron Man 3, the one where, where Pepper Potts gets all badass. The guy and, and, is a fire ghost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Fire ghost. I would like yeah. you to say it with a little more enthusiasm. Fire <laughs> ghost. I would also go with Age of Ultron. Uh, I will admit it wasn't as good as the Avengers, but it had a lot to live up to, and it was fine. Thor the Dark World exists. It was fine. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, back on some even footing. What was the most overrated movie in the series? Okay, uh, this one might be controversial too. I'm going to say Doctor Strange. Oh, um, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, okay, uh, maybe not controversial. I, I thought it was badly rated, uh, so you know, it'd be weird to call it overrated. But according to the Rotten Tomatoes scoring, it's in the top ten of these yeah. 22 movies. Um, so 
Honorable mention, by the way, for most overrated goes to people on Rotten Tomatoes for being stupid and overrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a controversial choice. I think the most overrated in the series, Captain America Winter Soldier. For the life of I, me, I do good. not know why I was ever supposed to care about Bucky. You don't have to care about no. Bucky. That you got the elevator fight, and you've yes. got that great fight. I, that was fucking awesome. Are don't you like kidding Bucky. Me? That was that was like the best. The, 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 that one to me, like the, the anyway, yeah. The, that's one of the best movies of the series. So I'm not surprised that that's where you landed. You don't even know the difference between Iron Man two and Iron Man three for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, okay, so for most overrated right now, based on the pulse of the moment, I'm going to go Avengers Endgame. Yeah, monetarily, it is the most. Overrated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If exactly. it wasn't and, the best movie by two hundred percent. All right, now obviously with a plot this complex, and that means along the way some threads got dropped, so which plot point do you wish had made it through the series? Oh, okay, that's a pretty good question. Um, All right, well, maybe I missed something, but it seems like the whole like Team Iron Man versus Team Captain America argument just kind of got dropped after Civil War, and I like that. I guess they address it, but like they just kind of address it really quick and drop it. But I wanted to see way more arguments, like on the... On the floor of the UN with superpower demonstrations as part of the debate. Like, I wanted them to get into the politics of that more. All right, so I have a hundred answers to this, but all of them would spoil Endgame to various degrees, as does technically the one that you wrote down, Eli, at least a little. Just, just a little. Just so oh. that you know that that doesn't come up. Okay, so spoiler alert, a thing that doesn't come up. Uh, so for me, it was the relationship between the Hulk and Black Widow. Like, they, I feel like they just dropped it like i could have had 100 percent less metal winged eagle guy and 100 percent more <laughs> of that what the fuck is eagle guy's power it's just he has he wings he doesn't have a power he just, he's, he's no power he's an eagle guy okay I mean, fucking hawkeye doesn't even have wings fucking yeah. scar joe doesn't hawkeye's have wings stupid too. everybody's yeah. gotta be super powered to be an avenger hello he's bow and arrow yeah. I wanted to see. I wanted to see the Hulk and ScarJo fuck like, each seriously, other. Seriously, seriously, if you could have fucking Hawkeye, or you could have a fucking bow and arrow and be really good with it, or you you could have wings. Which would you have, Eli? Bow and arrow. What? Bull bullshit liar. <laughs> Iron Man All right. three. Finally. Fuck yourself. Uh, the I question hate is. You. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting it all out there. It's <laughs> a good episode. Cathartic. Uh, final question. What comes next? Many of the actors are leaving their roles behind. Do they reboot, redux, stick with the characters they have? A lot of moolah hanging out there for them to grab. What do you think? All right. Yeah, spoiler free. This will be easy. Two words. Full penetration. I'm in. Ah, uh, that's not a spoiler? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Whatever. Well, I tell you whether it's a spoiler, it becomes a fucking spoiler now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and finally tonight why the fuck isn't everyone talking more about liz warren Fifth it's fucking place according to rcp she's barely beaten out beto that's ridiculous she's amazing she's extremely intelligent we know that she's extremely qualified with decades of great experience and she has a goddamn golden retriever who tackles her every day when she gets home. What the fuck else do you people want? It's amazing. She's she doesn't perfect. hose it down on the roof uh, of a car or anything. Yeah. God. And also, not that this part matters, 
but she's about to turn 70 years old and still has that crazy, sexy poli-sci professor thing going for her. She, like, like she'd correct you fucking hard when you tried to defend some dumb shit like libertarian philosophy and you were dumb about it because she's a grown-ass woman who understands how society works and she'd correct you hard and you'd feel dumb and aroused, just... Mm. Uh, okay. All right. And she looks nothing like my mom, just for the record. That was that's Eli twisting true. my words. He made it oh, weird. She, she uh, does. Whatever that so was. A lot like and on top of all that stuff, she's making actual concrete proposals that would make life better for more people, which is literally the job. That's yeah. the job. Okay. Okay. It sounds pretty good, Heath. But as the target voter here, does she have a Nothing Burger 23andMe-esque test that I can obsess over until eventually voting for evil like I was always going to? <laughs> so, okay, so uh, here's the thing. I just want to reach out to everybody who's still trying to decide. All the people that you hate are fucking terrified of Liz Warren. Yeah. Right? Everyone you want taken down a peg is most scared of her. I know that's not a concrete heuristic, but it's a pretty good start. <laughs> Great way to go about it. Yeah. So just in case anyone couldn't hear about Warren's ideas over the very large noise of the liberal media loudly sucking everyone else's dick in the entire democratic field. I want to talk about two of her latest proposals. But just to be clear, um, before we get to that, I'll suck any of those dicks if they win the primary. I'll, I'll suck all 13 of them right now at the same time if it would win the general in 2020. <laughs> Not if I suck them first, Heath. And we're Eli and I, Lady and the Tramp, 13 dicks just now. <laughs> And you should, too. You should all do that. It's yeah. important. Yeah. Well, hell, Beto's on a counter somewhere, probably. So it's about mouth height to begin <laughs> with. Tall. Right. But maybe let's talk about one of the clits that deserves way more mouth attention. Because, again, she's amazingly qualified. And she just made two very substantial real-life policy proposals, which is approximately two more of those than just about anybody else in the field. Right, and these are by no means her first no. good ones. No, just yeah. the last two recently. And I'll start with something that's embarrassingly not already a major piece of every Democrat's platform, a corporate tax based on the profits that a corporation reports to its investors. Yeah. Um, spoiler, that's not how it works right now, despite what all those words mean. <laughs> yeah, right now what happens is the CEO like pretends to carry a big heavy bag of invisible money to the United States <laughs> Treasury and then the government trades it for a slightly larger real bag of actual yeah. money. That's no, nope, that's it. Our current system. <laughs> yeah, so w when I heard about Warren's plan for a real corporate profits tax, I, I was actually kind of mad but only because I hadn't been yelling about it for years myself and I hadn't thought of it. This is so simple. It's a built-in lie detector in the tax code. If corporations want to report big profits to bump their stock price, they can go ahead and pay taxes on that. And if they want to report small profits, they can lower their taxes and also lower their stock price, which they obviously don't want to do. It's absurd that we don't already have this. Yeah, no, it's like when you hear the proposal, it's like, you know, when you think about that guy who, like somebody invented hinges, right? Like they, they didn't <laughs> exist at some point. So I was like, you know what? We're all going to feel fucking stupid here, but hinges, guys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is especially obvious that we should have this already. When you hear about Amazon paying Zero dollars in taxes last year. <laughs> Under Warren's plan, they would have paid 
$698 million in taxes. Oh, that's more yeah. than zero. That yeah. is infinitely more than zero. <laughs> and about 1,200 other very large corporations would have also paid more. Uh, somewhere in that, uh, again, one to infinity percent range defined <laughs> by Amazon at the top. Um, just to recap, under the current system, companies like Amazon are somehow able to have zero taxable income and simultaneously report large profits to their investors. Spoiler, that is how it works right now, despite what all those words mean. Yeah, but I mean, Heath, if we don't let Amazon keep their money, how will they keep paying their employees? So, oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, right. No. And Amazon trickle down means the guy that died on the assembly line is past due for pickup. Yeah. Yeah. They only get him on Mondays. Trickle down from the piss buckets on the line (laughs) because you can't use the bathroom. It's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, that brings us to Warren's most recent proposal. She's calling for a wealth tax on crazy rich people. Uh, Raise your hand if you're against that. Didn't see any hands. Great. Good. (laughs) We're doing it. Anyone with a fortune over $50 million would be taxed 2%. And if you're worth over a billion dollars, it's 3%. This would affect about 75,000 families in America, but not really because they wouldn't even feel it. Right. Or they would, and I really don't fucking care. Yeah, who cares? Because it would generate an estimated $2.75 trillion over 10 years. Libertarians are like, I think you mean steal $2.75 trillion. Yes. <laughs> right? Yep. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got a cancer GoFundMe to put online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, let, we can call it steal. I'm fine with that. Whatever I will you happily call it. steal $2.75 yeah. trillion dollars from 75,000 families that are wildly way too rich. Yes. Let's steal their money. And uh, quick side note, income tax is the standard way of doing things and- tends to be easier for the IRS to figure out. And that'll be an argument you'll you'll hear against Warren's proposal. But a wealth tax like the one she's proposing, it's it's not a brand new idea. First of all, we already have property tax and that's a wealth tax. We have that. We do that. We know how to do this. But several countries managed to pull it off just fine also, including Switzerland, Norway, and France. And if you want to learn more about it, Check out a great book called Capital in the 21st Century by French economist Thomas Piketty. No. Um, no. You should, okay. Well, if you're not an econ nerd, it is a little dry, but it addresses the biggest single issue in the world, which would be economic injustice caused by unregulated capitalism. It's well, important. Yeah, and but by the way, I, I know a lot of people might be tempted to say, no, I'm, I'm going to go climate change. I have a lovely Venn diagram to show those people <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Yeah, so the basic idea is that wealth inequality is going to keep growing if we don't intentionally fix it. And that means, by definition, redistribution of wealth. The last several decades were a redistribution away from most people and toward a few rich people. So now we need to do that in the other direction. It's it's pretty simple. And there's nothing like radically communist about it or radically socialist or any other misused words it's just basic economics and basic democracy combined i i feel like i don't need to read the book i feel like i got the gist from read 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 any book name a book for nothing okay care (laughs) okay and uh (laughs) i bet there is a book called hats Hats. i should have gone with hats it's probably a book (laughs) and uh by the way i didn't mention this yet but when crazy rich people get taxed more, 
we all get ponies and stuff. Like, yep, seriously. <laughs> Warren's plan is to give us universal childcare up to age five, Boom. universal pre-K, universal college education, and to erase 95% of student loan debt. Uh, oh, yeah. And we could buy a trillion dollars worth of ponies with the rest of the money. Yep. Or we could buy anything else you can get with money, which is anything. <laughs> and that's just from the wealth tax. Add in the thing where giant corporations pay taxes and we could have like uh, medicine, uh, well-paid teachers, green energy research. Just a few off the top of my head. Get the fuck out of here. And still so many ponies. So many ponies still on top. Or maybe golden retrievers instead because, you know, ponies are assholes. Bottom yeah, line. Yeah, no, that's better. Liz Warren in 2020 because fuck ponies or or fuck ponies either way we're, we're gonna steal so much money from rich people we can all fuck a pony if we want we can all fuck a bunch of ponies once again heath's mission to fuck a pony has derailed his point and our show i feel like yes. I, all right, it's not, yeah, I don't know derail i like the rail but just remember go back it's the just vote for liz warren well, but again, just to put the brackets on both ends here, uh, Heath, I'm with you. Liz is definitely my first choice, but the least orange person in the race 2020 is already on my car, so I'm sticking with that. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Yes, absolutely. And on that note, it's will you say that one more time, Noah, the correct answer? Please. Anyone but goddamn Trump in twenty. Not, not just anyone. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because fucking Jill Stein will be running. The next highest <laughs> polling or highest polling person in the race that isn't Donald Trump. The other person who could possibly win in 2020. That would be the one there will to be go one. for. Yeah. No, we can can't. try to get multiple parties in the future. But in 2020, there will be two people who might win. One will be Trump. You're voting for the other fucking person. God if, damn it. If I am willing to vote for someone named Pete. You will vote for whoever wins the fucking Democratic <laughs> prime. Pete, President Pete, are you fucking kidding me? Absolutely like, not. But I feel I'll like you've play. said this before. You're 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 anti the the name I'm Pete not, just in I general. I don't want President Pete. It makes me mad. Because <laughs> of the alliteration? Yeah, I don't like it. It's got nothing to do with him as a person. I, hey, I'm President Pete. Get the you have the nukes, dude. Peter, your name's fucking Peter. <laughs> Choose. Okay. All right. Well, on the earlier note that Noah said, we're going to close it out. <laughs> thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Glorung the Deceiver, Jennifer... Mark, other Mark, Bruce, Kent, Jamie. I am not clever. I have no funny name. Please just take my money. Simon, Weston, Yes Honey Buns, and Slightly Sarcastic Teacher, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas are graceful like a ballerina. You must have seen her. Dancing in the sand. Dancing in the sand. Thank you. <laughs> now they're in me. Always oh. with me. We're still going. Tiny dicks and vaginas in my head. No, I do twenty. He didn't stop when we participated. <laughs> you didn't sing. You if you you have to whatever. Whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people. <laughs> if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows: The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, Citation Needed, and They Sing Along with Me When I Sing Songs. <laughs> available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. 
We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Fuck a pony. What the fuck? What? She's, she's criticized for being too policy wonky that that's the job can, she would be because they can't say vagina right like i mean honestly i'm sorry but she's so far ahead in my mind of anyone else in terms of just qualifications and and intelligence and and actual like in in terms of concrete policy ideas she's the only one she's yeah. she's in a race by herself apparently right and and despite all of that yeah she can barely crack the top 5 yeah it's nuts. I saw, I saw somebody on Twitter was like, yeah, calling Liz Warren too policy-oriented, that's like calling LeBron James too dribbly. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.